Hey guys, welcome back to Are We Rolling, episode 28. Um, we're recording on the second week of August? No, the third week of August. We're nearing the end of August. Yeah, I, I think, think so. It's, it's the mid, mid-month. Yeah, mid-month, we always get yeah. the dates and, and, and stuff wrong. Um, My uh, name's Garrick. Yep. This is Derek. My name's Derek. Uh, always messed up our names there. So sorry. Um, it's very exciting. Um, if you're listening to our crystal clear audio, hopefully, fingers crossed, is that it's that's because we're actually recording in a beautifully acoustic soundproof room provided by the good friends over at UCSI University. So, you know, shout out to those uh, good peeps out there. Are we allowed oh. to say their names? We we are we are, we are. Okay, yeah okay. we are we are allowed. Uh, in fact, it's actually encouraged to actually okay. uh, tell it. You know, um, uh, uh, the message is delivered from our good friends who arrange the timings and uh, um, yep. arrangement of this room and the timing of availability and stuff like that. Shout out to Kiefer as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully it all goes well audio wise um, because we've been shooting in like um, you know rooms and stuff which are like echoey spaces and all that. So. It's been quite, you know, we've been trying to find new ways of like recording uh, podcasts in like a very uh, better equipment and better room environments. And yeah, I mean, we're trying to improve each and every episode. We've been trying to, uh, trying our best so far. Well, we just want to <coughs> upgrade as best as we can. Whenever and this, yeah. when we can't do it with equipment, we try to do it with the space. Yes. So we've done it in my, my own bedroom. We've done it We've in, done a, it in a couple of places. A theater well. space. Yeah. We've, we're doing it in a really good soundproof room. So, yeah. you know, maybe one day we'll have something permanent. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, air conditioned permanent studio space would be like the best, you know, with a working console, with a producer standing by like one side, working the console as we speak and all that. So, you know, that would be the dream come true. As for now, we are, you know, working our way towards there and all that. Um, today we're gonna just keep it quite short because it's been a slow news week over on a on a. Not on a much has week. happened. Yeah, I mean, aside um, from the usual movie being delayed and you know, um, one or two cases of like new stuff about Ellen DeGeneres and her controversy and whatnot. Yeah, it's not not much stuff that really picked my yeah. interest per se in the entertainment sector. Uh, entertainment wise, <coughs> not too much. Um, a lot going on in the U.S. for their elections. Oh yeah. Um, but you know we're not a political show, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going to cover that. Uh, in of, yeah, in terms of local yeah. news, uh, good to see that Ro has been oh yeah uh, climbing up the the, the rankings. They've yeah, been yeah. like fourth or fifth in yeah, the yeah. GSE. Sixth, fifth place. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been going. Um, the last number I think I've if I'm not mistaken I've been seeing floating around was like two hundred k box office turnouts, which is. You know, which is great. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. Really good numbers for them. Yeah, I mean, all the best for them. Uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, as we speak right now, it's still showing in our GSC and TGV. Uh, if you haven't yet tuned into our past two episodes that we've done, we have actually, we, you know, we have dedicated one episode on our impressions of the film, and then the other episode, we've actually spoken to the writer director himself, mm, Amir Amir one. one. Yeah. Yep. Um, got so, to yeah. have a, a nice sit down with him. Yes, got to listen to uh, details about the shoot and whatnot. Yep. Lovely, lovely trivia all around. Yeah, I mean, he invited us in his lovely house. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really really good time, fun time. So if you have seen the film and you want to check out what's up, what's more to find out about the film itself, you know, head on over to our episode, I guess. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's been going quite well reception so far. So I've been really quite happy la, for the yeah. site. Yeah, good. Uh, it's nice to see that people are listening to us as well. Yeah. I've seen a few engagements, a few shares. So uh, yeah. yeah, thanks to everyone who yeah, has, shout out who's, to those people uh, who helped press, us along. Yeah, yeah, to actually press play on our episode. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, uh, you know, don't feel shy of like writing back to us, comment to us about how we are wrong on something, how we're really right on something. You know, we really, really like to know that as well. So yeah, I mean to get to the topic at hand, we actually, you know, uh, despite the slow news day and whatnot, you know, we actually, you know, we are determined to bring you an episode each and every week, unless there's like sudden emergencies and whatnot. So we have to like delay some whatnot. But you know, we have time on our hand, and then we just thinking about just talking about what's up. You know, what we've been up to in the past few couple of weeks leading up to now, and uh, you know what, uh, you know, of course, we will conclude with the things that we kind of look forward to. Uh, hint, hint, Tenet is coming out next week, of which we will talk a bit more about that. I'm really, really so excited about that. But yeah, I mean, what you've been up to in the past um, month or so, Gary? Uh, well, for the past month, I've actually been, uh, been, I've been um, happy enough to help out a friend of mine to uh, shoot yeah. his feature film. Yep. They are doing it for the Kuman Pictures Challenge. Uh, mm. If you haven't heard yet or, you know, seen any of, the shared stuff. Uh, uh, the title of the film that I was working on is called Muntaga Turbang. Yep. Um, and it's uh written and directed by Kyrie Anwar and mm-hmm. uh three other writers as well, uh, Arjun, Vishnu, and Teng Hui. Yep. Um, so it's it's a story about family, about religion, about um, you know what it means to. Uh, grow up as well in a way it's yeah. sort of like a, a coming of age yeah, yeah. and uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be uh, uh, an assistant director on it mm, mm, mm. Um, very very important role yeah yeah. Uh, I was uh, doing it alongside my other uh, assistant director uh, colleague uh, her name is Jace yep. and uh, yeah I mean we basically sort of just run the show uh, she was like very hands-on with the scheduling and yes. um, the, 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 the the groundwork and all. And then I'm mostly doing on-set stuff. So yeah. I'm the one telling everyone Laying to... down the tracks, to, basically. To, like, uh, keep going, you know, <laughs> let's, let's go. You know, we, the we sun's need a going shot down, now. we get yeah. a shot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was that guy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was a great time. Is, it's, it, I mean, is, is this your... I mean, just for... Uh, as a background sake, have you done any assistant directing uh, as both your professional work or... Um, have you done any assistant directing work in the past? This would be my first for a feature film. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and you know, it was it was scary at first. You know, yeah. always because if 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 it's something you haven't done before, then you know you you kind of rethink about it. But then you know you I figured you know what the you know why why not you know it's it's something that you might not do um in your life so and then you know you, you I'm able to help out someone uh fulfill his his uh his dreams and uh so, of making yeah, a film of making a film yeah, yeah. and you know and also you know just to be part of a film crew you know it's in itself yeah. it's already uh yeah it's already a really great thing yeah um yeah i mean assisting directing is quite you know, it's a uh, you know for those of you who have been on a movie set before or have been part of a movie set before, you know, you will always tend to l- have a really deep, intense love hate relationship with the assisting director. Um, for obvious, for many, many obvious reasons, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, assist assistant directors are the ones that are making sure we finish on time, and we go back safely after that. Yeah, because you know, it's the it's, it's the single most important thing that could. 
uh, that I think everyone should be held. You know, at how um, how fast or slow we we can do certain shots and stuff, and uh, and keeping track of the schedules and whatnot. And uh, it's a it's a tough little job actually. But how many days of shoot from your side actually for Mandegatabang? Well, we actually shot everything in six days. That's uh, yeah, it's it's very short. Uh, you yeah. know, just for a feature film, spread um, over like spread few over weekends. a few weekends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, I think we were supposed to do eight days, so it's like four weekends. But we right. sort of managed to complete it in uh, six days instead. And um, the the reason is that because a lot of the scenes are uh, they they like. They're, they're really they're, they're like one takes mm. and then there are more a lot of uh, talking scenes a lot of uh, you know not not very uh, high action high dramatic scenes so it's a lot it, it takes up more time of, the sh- of shooting so it really just sort of fills up the, the time really fast mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I mean um, you were saying there's like two assistant directors including you yep. right yeah yep. Yep. Um, six days. I mean, that's that's a that's a. I mean, that's really short. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's an insane number. I mean, if yeah. you're telling me like six days for a feature film, I mean, if you tell anybody that, you know, they would have a really really hard time to believe. But yeah, uh, it's yeah. I mean, feel sorry for the art department and the um, <laughs> wardrobes, the makeup, the amount of time. Like, how many times did you give the the makeup artist the time to apply their own makeup and stuff? Or well, the good thing is that the makeup wasn't too difficult. It wasn't one of those big action natural. pieces. Natural, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more natural, just sort of touch up here and there. Yeah. Um, and then we actually managed to f- we found a house um to shoot in, um that was uh that a friend of a friend uh owns, and then you know uh, she was just able to lend it to us uh, to use it during the shoot. And so that sort of solved the problems right away, you know, because most yeah, of the location the maj- issue would be yeah. yeah. The majority of the scenes were in the house, so yeah. that you know that's pretty much taken care of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to work on a set, especially with different people. Yeah. Um, because we were we were working um as as more of a passion project mm. to 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 help Kyrie, and so it's not on so not so much on the being on being paid for it, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. so I think it's 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 quite different, you know, when you when yeah. you walk onto a set that ha- has like different situations, different people surrounding it. Yeah. the people that work on Muntaka uh, Terbang, they are not all very, uh, they're not all from the film world. Most of them are from theater. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, uh, so yeah, it's different. It's different vibes and all but compared to like the types of sets that you you have worked on it's it's probably different right yeah i mean I, um it's i mean the major difference is really just the number you know um you're talking about like larger group larger group of people working in like each department you know um each department would have like 20 i mean not 20 like 20 is a world killing it that's hollywood number my number isn't really hollywood number you know um it would be have like um um under 10 people 10 15 people under one uh you know grip department or gaffers or the dp camera team would have camera team overall would have like 20 other people you know that, that kind of a stuff and it's really you know the workload is being distributed evenly i would say you know each person really only has that one or two job that he or she would be able to accommodate and execute in like a day span. 
and in my case, multiply it by 65 to 80 days, which is like, you know, that's equivalent of like two, three months spread out throughout. You know, we, we, shoot, we shot for like uh, five, six days. We took one day break, and then you repeat that again over the course of a few months. And um, uh, each day, uh, typically, you would have, you, you would run under like 12, 15 hours, which is a question I would bounce back to you. How many hours uh, did you guys spend on? I mean, I, I'm assuming you guys shot on like Saturday, Sunday. So how many hours are we talking about? Like shooting, working hours uh, when we're talking about here? Uh, I would say because we had to utilize um, like majority of the weekends as much as we can. Yeah. So it would be... Sunrise be all the way to sunset kind of a thing? Or? It would be like maybe 14 hours. Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's, maximum. That's right. yeah. It's not. It's not too bad. You yeah. know, we didn't. We didn't have to do overnighters or twenty-four hour. Mm -hmm. I know turnarounds. Um, and yeah. Um, I think it's because uh, the way Kyrie directs, he he sort of he knows what he wants. Yeah, that and that always helps. He always he helps. sort of rehearses with the actors already, yeah. so they have an understanding of what what is needed for the scenes. Yeah. And so we take like a few shots, you know. Most of the the retakes are just like for angles, for a bit for performance as well, and then uh, different angles of a scene, and then pretty much, you know, we move on from there. It's yeah. it's only when like when we had to shoot outside, and then it suddenly rains, and then how many times has that has that happened over like, the course uh, of those six days? Just usually, actually, it's just one. Okay. It's just one okay. major one. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not um, and there was another one where it almost rained when we were in a park, but and uh, the sky parted away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we had to we had to wait for a little while, but then it it came back on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah. I think uh, depends on who you who the director is. If he likes to yes. do multiple takes, yes, or yes, yes, if yes. there's a lot of setups. Yes. Uh, but for this, because it's it's just a simple family drama story doesn't need too much fancy stuff so it, no it moves along quite quickly no set pieces yeah, yeah. It, mo it moves really quickly <clears throat> no stuntmans no people being thrown off a cover no, no. no one flips a table even in interiors I think you know no one although we had to work with a dog Oh, okay. That's, that's challenging. Who was that one director that always said never work with animals and no children? Yes. That's that one famous... Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that famous quote. And yes. it's actually very true. <laughs> if, if, you, if you have an animal in your yes. shoot and it's not a trained animal, it's going to take you a yeah, long yeah. time to get it to do what you want. Exactly. <laughs> Just to like walk and sit, it, it takes like multiple takes. I... Yeah, I mean, I've personally never worked with animal on set before. Um, kids... Uh, you know, I've worked with babies before, like small toddler, like uh, a three to five year old kid. Um, it's the challenges are pretty much the same. You know, the challenges of keep, keeping them in frame is is a challenge, and uh, it's a it's a it's a dire warning for every screenwriter out there who's really want to put like a like a any sort of animal or, and and whatnot uh, or kids on screen. It's it's a, it's a very it's a very. I mean, I hope you know what you're doing, but it's a, it's a it's a difficult thing when we come to you know translate it on a, on an actual movie set with people wrangling. I know, I when it comes to animal, of course, in like Hollywood you have all those like animal trainers, animal wranglers, and yeah, and wranglers, yeah, yeah, which would 
uh, make things much easier. But uh, I'm assuming the dog is is someone else's pet. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of the the crew's pet. Ah, okay. But, so the uh, it's, it's a young dog, so, but so it's right, not trained. Right. Oh, um, right. so yeah, it's it gets distracted. You know, it moves around a lot. So yeah, yeah. At some point, uh, our DP uh, Sydney <laughs> wanted to like <laughs> shout cut out to Sydney. Sydney, Sydney yeah, yeah. Uh, wanted to like cut cut corners a bit. Like let's just shoot it. Um, let's just shoot the dog in one scene and then we just ignore it the entire how, time. Okay, how major is the dog? Like it's not it's not very that. major. That's that's the point. Like it it like we just need it for a wide shot. Right, right, right. Right, just to establish. But even that, you know, it 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 proves to be uh slightly more challenging. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you ever if any one of you ever want to work with animals, you know, make sure it's a trained one. Because <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have multiple takes. Yeah, I personally do not know if there's any. I'm I'm pretty sure there is. I'm I'm not too sure if there's any like specialized animal trainer for film sets over here in our in our like local movie scene. I'm pretty sure there is. I'm pretty sure that all those like uh dog cat food commercial kind of thing where you mm. see, it's either that or the animals in place are completely visual effects, which is like, you know, it depends on what department you want to spend your money on, which is always the headache of a producer want to like juggle those out. But uh, yeah, it's um, six days. Mm. Six days. How many uh, crew were involved in like... Um, um, overall, I think it's between 15 to 20. Okay. okay. So uh, kind of like what you said, everyone has that one specific job. Yeah. Um, so they have to like do everything. Yep, yep. yep. Um, sometimes there'll be like one person wearing multiple hats. Sometimes, yep, 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 yep. We had uh some like riders had to be the the clappers, and then yeah, uh some other extra people had to just sort of help out as PAs. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, I mean basically it's we're all doing it uh for. For, for for the passion, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, everyone's just chipping chipping in, you know. Yeah, it's I but I guess the vibe would be different if it's a paid job. Right? It, 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 it always is, it's always um yeah, I mean like compared to a more professional set that of like something that you've been on. Like, um I think I, I, like everything moves much faster and um yes and no. <laughs> you know, you it, it certainly helps mentally when you're actually like you know waking up that early in the morning going on set knowing you knowing you're going to be there for the next 12 13 hours or so and at the end of the day you're going to be like beaten as fuck and you just head on back to your hotel and you're like recounting your days like okay tomorrow's another day when's my next break and then as you recount it like again multiply it for like two three months at a time it can feel kind of like uh like a really onslaught of a war kind of thing that you've been on, and it certainly helps if you if uh if you know that you're getting paid. Yeah, that that always helps. You know, it's as part of your job and all that stuff. But I think what else helps in the department is that the people that you work with. You know, it always at the end of the day, it always comes down to the crew, to the friends that you make off that crew. Because you you know even though you um you might be strangers on on day one, you know, you might not know who you're standing next to in that like big photo op that they're having on the first day and stuff but by the end of day 80 something you will know them like you've known them for the rest of your life kind of thing because you'll reach that stage where you can trust them both personally and professionally as well and those are more often than not are the friends that you make for life kind of stuff you know i still keep in touch with some of my crew friends back in the day 
um, you know, uh, freelance being freelance, that's how you keep contacts, that's how you uh, go from jobs to job as well, and um, getting your name out there and all that. So it's always, um, it's always easier that way of getting it. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 yeah it's, it's, it's really great. I mean, it always comes down to the crew itself, actually, the people that you work with. Yeah, I do agree that um, the, the kind of vibe you, like, yeah. you set, especially the director, has to set for the crew. Exactly. It, 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 it sort of paints how the entire shoot's going to be, yes. right? And um, if you have, like, a director who is more hard-assed, you know, like, it's more strict and, uh, you know, wants everything to be done in a very specific way, it, it might cross some people off. Yeah. Uh, but if, I guess... It depends on, on like preference, on respectability as well. Because on on uh, on Muntakato bang Kyrie, it's like it, well, he, it was his first time directing a feature, but he is uh he's he's a pretty laid back guy as well, mm, mm, mm. and he he mixes well with everyone because he knows everyone, and then um, it's always yeah it's always a lot of uh, jokes and uh, yeah. laughter and then it, it, to... it, it doesn't feel like work yeah, yeah it doesn't feel yeah. Like, it feels like a, I mean it feels like what it should have feel like it, sh- it should feel like a weekend mm. hangout gathering session with yeah. your friends it's like you're, you're happy yeah yeah it's like you're happy to be, the, yeah. be there and uh, be part of this with people that you like yep, yep, yep. Um, but I guess in more professional um, sense yeah, like yeah. a bigger bigger set it, it could evolve to that degree I yeah. mean it could evolve if um, if given that your crew that you've been working with because in a, in a much more in a much bigger set you would of course be working with a much larger number of people you know um, if you're among like uh, a camera team you would have like four or five people beside you that kind of stuff and, and you know like the general rule of thumb is that you don't have to like um, I imagine if your if your if your crew exceeds the number of like hundreds and two hundreds, like yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure that you've been on such set before, like Crazy Rich Asians, and you know where you have like hundreds of people on set. Yeah, that's, that was that's, pretty big one. Yeah, I mean the the that's a caveat that's given that you don't have to know each and every one of them. I think, you know, I've never been on like a hundred, two hundred movie set before, but I, I well, couldn't you don't even imagine... Have, you don't even have time to meet everyone. Exactly. Right? So I, I couldn't imagine, you know, there's the, 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 the rule that you have to like talk to every single person, but you try, you know, you always try to like put on a smile and always say hi when you have the chance, but most of the time, more likely than not, you won't even have like more than two sentence exchange with everyone that you come across with because they'll be busy with their own work, you have your own responsibilities and you got to run off to the next area, they have to run off to the next area and next thing you know, your day is done and you just move on, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's like, it's a, it's, I'll, I'll be very interested to hear from people who have been on like multiple movie sets, like exceeds, you know, those like 100, 200 people like multiple times. So I want to I want to hear what the dynamic is, and I imagine do they still keep working with the same people? I mean, sometimes it's not up to them. Sometimes it's up to the producers and who he or she hires. But you know, most of the time you will still, given that our industry is so small to begin with, you will more often than not, you know, uh, bump into the same faces every time. And and when that happens, you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not alone in this shoot. <laughs> at least, oh, look, that's my friend over there. You know, at least I, I get to hang out with him every, every, every shoot. And you know you'll be in a good company, hands kind of a thing. You know, you, you, you kind of like settle down and be like, okay, I, I think the rest, of the rest of the shoot will do just fine. will be just okay. I know there's any fuck up. And I'll know how people to back me up, that kind of a... Yeah. You know, you will have that 
sort of like community kind of a feel to it, which you know I other other people in other industry wouldn't be able to feel that. I think, um, yeah, and because unless you work really closely with each other in a close space in a close amount of time, you wouldn't be able to have that dynamic as unique as that. You know, mm. in other side of industry. Yeah, and I think especially on indie sets as well, especially yeah. when it's a small crew, uh, that small feeling crew is of amplified. Yeah, it's amplified. Yeah, yeah, it really feels like a family because you spend yeah. hours and hours uh, with each other every day, and then you know, it it sort of brings out your personality as well. Yeah. The yeah. more you talk to them, right, and then you sort of let your guard down, and if you have like the the right people on set, it will it just it it's will a feel. Fun set. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it's like the best place ever. Yeah, like like you know, regardless of the work. Like, I mean, I mean, I've you know, um, been a couple of years in this thing here. You know, I've always prioritized fun set. You know, a set. It doesn't matter what the work is. Doesn't matter what the uh, uh, working final product is and whatnot. The people that you work with at the end of the day has to be fun. You know, it has to be. A, I mean, we are already working for like, you know, uh, maybe not the amount of salary that we wanted. You know, that's the, like the, the things that we can complain about. But at the very least, the people that we work with are like friendly. And, you know, going back to the directors setting the, uh, the tone of the day, basically. You know, directors um, setting the atmosphere throughout the day is really, I find it really, really important because um, on a set, doesn't matter if it's a commercial for a film or short film or whatever, people always look up to the director as to say like he or she is the what the leading person of the day, the one that will lead his vision. I mean, you guys are there because of him kind of a thing. So in a way, like instead of like, you know, we are here to serve your vision. So at the, <laughs> at the very least from your side, be a little humane kind of thing, you know. You always have that, you know, push-pull dynamic between them. Like, okay, fine, you know, I'll do my shots very quickly. Don't worry, you know, that kind of thing. And then you, the, the, I, I can understand the pressure when it falls on a director, like the kind of thing that you have to juggle in your own head, you know. I have to um, uh, make some sense of my final product that I'm working on versus the working dynamic of my crew as well. You know, I have to take care of the feelings and, and whatnot. Or maybe in some cases you don't. You know, you, you just like work on your stuff and then there'll always be different crew every day and then I just work on it and then just move on kind of a thing. But, you know, it's always it always comes back to the people that you work with. It's a friendly environment definitely helps, you know. Um, a friendly crew and definitely sets the tone for the entire day and that will help you both in morale and um, and uh, your working mental condition as well. You know, it's it's mm. really, really vital in that way. Yeah. I get just a little <coughs> side note on the on the director thing. I think one of the misconceptions that a lot of people assume that a director's job is very easy. Yeah. Right? Because they all like, all they ever see a director does is yeah. action and cut. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> and director pointing. doesn't even do that actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they just see like direct pictures of directors like pointing at stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they assume like, you know, and they get all the glory because of it. Side little nugget I wanna ask you. Who do you think um and for the people out there who who wants to know this, who do you think are supposed to be doing the clapping actually? I have different answers from different people that I've asked for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um the, the person who does the clap. The clapboard. Yeah, yeah. So who who are the uh the prominent key crew members who are supposed to do that kind of job? From my understanding, I it would have to be from the camera crew. Okay. It would, I I think it's the the second AC. Yeah, yeah. Right? Wouldn't be too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
It, it depends. If, if, if it's a big crew, then Correct. supposedly it, it should be the second AC's job. Apparently, it's very different, like, country-wise. Because I've been in, like, a, on a movie set that has, like, Taiwanese crew and all that, and then, like, international crew. And then, I, Crazy Rich Asia, I'm pretty sure they would have their own system as well. Because I've seen some sets that assistant directors are the one that claps. Because he or she would be able to make hits and tail of what the scene that they're working on, hence that they would know the number they were working on and they would clap and then, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's uh, you know, I get, like I said, I get different answers from different people that have, like, personally worked on. I personally have clapped bots yeah. for camera team before. Um, so, it's a, it's, a, it's a very tiring job. No, no one wants to do that, actually. So, I think it's like a very interesting political thing that happens like you know the, the 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 production team whereby the assisting directors and all that never want to do that kind of job so that they can focus their own work and then they would mm-hmm. often tell the camera crew hey can you do like can you clap from your side you know they would always have that discussion on like the first or second day of shoot on like a week long kind of thing so that it wouldn't be fell on them every time someone didn't clap in front of thing and then because you always expect because it's the first thing that you would see before the camera roll and then before every everyone's guard is up you know our department's up Everyone's looking at the scene as it happened. Camera is like ready, lighting is ready, sound is ready. Then everybody, the first thing that they'll want to want to hear is the clap. And you know, if the response, if the role isn't specified clearly, then you would have that confusion like early on. Yeah, so it's like, it's like a really, it's still a funny discussion that I had with some of my friends even to this day actually. Right. And right. different different argument would come up. Uh, so it's like it's never a clear answer so I, I yeah. don't know how Hollywood I'm pretty sure it's a, I mean the answer of like um, second EC camera team handles is camera not too team, far yeah. actually yeah. but I guess if it's a small crew you know someone just has to do it right yeah, you just have to pick someone to do yeah, it if yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very small most, most of the time they just throw it to the intern but then it's a very important job because um, I've heard like some um, it's very important for the sound department because it's the thing that defines their work because they would need to know when uh, the post side of things they would the editors and whatnot they would need to know when to cut and all that and it's all down to that one little clapboard that you do in front of the camera every single time before someone yells action and it's it's a very underrated job i would say yeah having uh, done that personally for a very long period of time and having known people who have done it for a very long period of time we've always on came down to the same conclusion it's a very very clapper clapper guy is a very very underrated job actually it's a very very underrated job well, would okay. <coughs> let me ask you this: yeah. What is more underrated, a clapper mm. or a focus puller? Uh, I'm, okay, I mean, in terms of like responsibility, of course, the focus puller has to be on top because you know, um, okay. being a second to the camp op who is always by his side or her side. So, for for those of you who don't know, <laughs> a focus puller usually um is done by part of someone part of the camera yes. crew, and he is the guy with. Like a device, yeah, yeah. usually um, wireless. Yeah, if it's if it's good, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wireless device that is connected to the camera. Yes, and to which then you can um, basically what the guy does is that he um, uh, turns the knob of the focus uh, ring um, that is connected to the camera, so that the camera operator doesn't have to do it manually when he's moving. 
So you describe it as a synthly. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, I've, that's his entire in, job. In some cases, I've important. seen I've seen some DPs actually actually pulling their own focus, but then you would have most of the cases where the second you know the second camp op would actually. I mean, the 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 focus puller would actually you know, which is the first AC basically, the first assistant camera who will always like pull like the lenses, keeping whatever that they are shooting in focus and like sharp, crystal clarity focus, and which is always one of those things that. Um, once you messed up, people will remember forever. You know, Roger Deakins put this really nicely in uh, his uh, his amazing podcast, uh, Team Deakins. You know, he always mentioned he even he even uh, there's one episode dedicated to his uh, to his assistant camera actually. Um, to to the camera camera operator episode, the camera episode the camera operator basically credit the entire film of 1917 to the uh, focus puller because. Given the nature of how the film was shot and all that, the focus puller has to be the top of their game. Like, it, you're talking about, I mean, 1917 is like the prime example of why focus puller is so freaking important, like, mm. in, a, in, a, in a shoot. For a film where the character is that, constantly moving from start to finish. That is the finish. ultimate test. Like, I mean, whenever you're hiring a, 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 a first assistant camera and you're telling them, is it going to be a war movie? So there's going to be like explosions everywhere and whatnot. Oh, and it's going to be shot in one continuous take. Dude, his heart would go off the roof and then you'd be like, you know, you, you better pray that you'll be able to do it. <laughs> you'll be better able to pull it off. So it's like, it's really, really difficult, um, difficult job. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's I think it's just really true, you know, you know how they say um there are no small parts for just small actors. Yeah. It's I think it's true as well for the crew members, you know. Yeah. Every every <coughs> position is just as important as the director. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Um I think th- that's nice, that, right? That's, to yeah. talk about I our, mean, I'm our pretty stories. Sure, I'm pretty sure we can go on and on about crew dynamics and uh, the making of featurettes yeah. behind uh Kyrie's uh Manteca de Bang and I'm um, all the best for the post-production on your side. Um, what's, yep. what's the progress on, on, on that side? I mean, uh, that, that well, right they've actually already <coughs> sent the f- cut it, it's to finished. Kuman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because they, they are accepting, uh, they don't, they, they are accepting non-final cut. oh, okay, cuts okay, okay, okay. yet, so they can still work on the post Yeah, stuff. I think the last I saw Kuman was like, um, um, it's like they received like six films? Six nine films. Nine now. films, okay, yeah. okay. So they have nine entries all together now. It's and, like uh, nine crazy people <laughs> out there that able to do able to pull off a feature film shoot yeah, in under yeah, like what yeah. like a month or two since the announcement it's like it's it's all so props them like, really. I mean really big credit to those who actually took the plunge to make a yeah. film a feature film yeah. in two months it's, it's it's an insane proposal to begin with so it's like yeah. it's, it's but yeah definitely if uh, Manteca Turbang comes out you know do check it out it's, yeah. it, has, it has a really good poster as well the poster is damn solid it's, I mentioned I, I yeah, yeah. it I mean I, I was like quite surprised like what is the, because I followed like some of the people like in the crew on like IG and stuff and then they like uh, kept sharing this yellow one mm. sheet around and then it's like and I was like oh okay that's, a, that's, a, that's a, I mean all you need is a solid one sheet, you know, yep, for, yep. for, for any film. That's sort know. of what we talked about. Yeah, and yeah. It was sketched by one of the writer. His name is Teng Hui. Oh, right, right. And right. He, he's a really good sketch artist as well. And so that we helps. just, uh, you know, we wanted to use his talent to put put it put it on the poster. Yeah. So, yeah. Did thanks guys, thanks for it, Teng did Hui. You guys pay, did you guys pay him as well? Or? <laughs> that's up to Kyrie. That's, that's up to the producers. Was there any monetary exchange between the creatives? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah money-wise, we, 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 uh, we can go on and on about how yeah. money um, and, and um, um, how money can Im- 
can affect a creative venture, but you know that's another that's, yeah, that's another a whole time. different discussion altogether. But I mean, I mean, I hopefully in the future we would be able to talk to Kyrie at some mm. point, you know, um, at some whenever the film um gonna be out at some point. Yep. Um, yep. um uh, is it kind of like a competition thing, right? Like Kuma yeah, has yeah. like a grand yeah, yeah, prize it's a competition, kind of yeah. And I think they are announcing it at, at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yep. yep. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's super, super exciting. So yep, yeah, yep. I mean, um, we're gonna close the lid on Metika Tabang for now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more to explore. A lot more possible stories. I'm pretty sure coming from Kyrie and from various other department that's involved. But yeah, we'll we'll just we're, yeah, we're gonna quickly just move on to a. <laughs> bit of a news yeah right something that I guess caught our attention yeah uh, we are we are fans of uh, Bloom house yep for those who don't know you know who are this little production house that makes uh, a bunch of horror movies for sort of media me- small mediocre budget yes. and they they've been really famous for it and then uh, recently they uh, they are in collaboration with Amazon Studios to uh, come up with like a uh, a slate of six films together, eight films, eight, films. eight yeah. Blumhouse films, yeah, and uh, they call it what what what, what do they call it again? I don't know if they have a name for it. I'm but. not too sure as well. I mean, I think they have like an official name for that. Yeah, but yeah. So, but basically, um, they yeah, released yeah. few stills of the first film. I think I remember. Um, right. Yeah. And the the poster as well for the yes, first yes, four. Yes. So yeah, basically, it's eight films uh, by Blumhouse, and they're gonna be shown on. Uh, Amazon, Amazon yeah. and it's gonna be uh, uh, suspense movies uh, that offers uh, unique perspectives on common themes that center around family and love as a re- uh, redemptive or destructive force. So Blumhouse's brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and a... then uh, I'll, I'll g- just give out the names of the first four movies yep. that will come out in August. Uh, sometime in August, the first one is Evil Eye, and then uh, the <laughs> next one is called the the Lie, and then Black Box, and the fourth one is Nocturne. Nocturne sounds interesting Noc- though. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for one name <laughs> film myself, and Nocturne certainly sounds like a lot of things. Mm. You know, number one, but then yeah, it's a it's very exciting. I mean, I, I'm 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 personally a fan, a very big fan of Blumhouse of whatever they do, they've been doing. Um. So yeah, it's it's very very exciting to to yeah. see that they can announce. I'm pretty sure you know knowing them, those films that they announced are practic- are practically done, mm. and four other films are basically I'm pretty sure in their final stages. You know, knowing how they work, it's a uh, they they can turn out a film in a very very quick pace. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think they 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 like to uh, you know bring up a lot of new writers and directors yeah. as well, new talent, giving money to the people who are really really talented. In yeah, the yeah, yeah. So they're really cultivating this uh this culture of uh, yeah. just making really great films for not very high budgets. Why Amazon though? I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the discussion must have been like um. Um, does it pivot to Shudder? You know, I'm pretty sure Shudder, you know, Shudder being like a really this horror exclusive kind of like streaming platform. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure Blumhouse could have cooked something really good with Shudder. But then, yeah, I mean, Amazon Prime, you can't go any bigger than that, I guess. You know, it's yeah. a much well, wider this, fan base. This one is produced by, uh, I guess, the section of Blumhouse, which is Blumhouse Television. Right. So, I have a feeling it's, uh, it's you know it's to be shown on Amazon I think yeah, it's yeah. in some ways because of yeah. because it's smaller stories so I think it's suited for that that kind of medium. Yeah. 
Netflix but, uh, doesn't have that like a really strong brand um, collaborate collaborators kind of a thing, right? I mean, Blumhouse has been known throughout the years as being like the go-to production company, basically that does all this. Like you know, people know them for their horror films mm, and all mm. that. So Netflix doesn't have that 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 box checked out yet. You know, in terms of like horror movies. Yeah. So I mean, next time Amazon Prime, you know, people would know that. Oh, I was like. Eight new films from Blumhouse stuff, and I'm pretty sure they would like have like a dedicated like section to, mm-hmm. for their films as well. And yeah, yeah, streaming sites like Amazon and Hulu, they they are kind of uh, setting up their identity exactly. with the, their yeah. creators and stuff. But slowly but surely, for Netflix so far, it's it's just like I'm let's just throw big money at the only, big directors. The only the only the only signature from Netflix, I'm pretty sure, is their their, their quantity la. They're known yeah, for producing yeah, yeah. like they just keep yeah they, they have the ability to just give money to big directors and make, and make stuff yeah whatever them. film yeah. they want. Yeah. And uh well the latest films that they were gonna make is uh I think are they, are they gonna make uh, Scorsese's new film? Oh no no no! Uh, Scorsese's new film. What was that? Yeah, that's the on another. Killers of the Flower. Yeah, Killers of the Flower. Yeah, Flower Moon. Moon I think. Yeah, that's right. Apple TV. Apple. Apple. Right? Yeah, okay. Apple TV is basically Apple TV, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, 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 Martin Scorsese. Yeah, it's and it's a big big name. That's gonna have a bigger budget than uh, than whatever than he's done on yeah, Irishman. Irishman as well. <laughs> so I mean, look, I mean, Irishman has big budget because of the. You know, because of the uh, VFX work that's gone through the film, but Killers of the Flower Moon does sound like a very. I mean, I don't know what numbers are they working on, but it's Scorsese and Apple. So the fact that a big auteur director finally making a move to his next move after Netflix all the way to Apple is kind of like a. It's quite. It's it's quite. It's quite exciting. Like. I'm I'm low key excited for. Uh, really Scott has that one TV series that he uh, yeah, uh, yeah. raised by wolves. Raised, raised by wolves. Yep. Isn't that for Apple wolves. as well, or is that with Hulu or Amazon? It's like one uh, one of the streaming platforms. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, yeah. I don't remember. I'm the trailer looks. Sick. I have I'm, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the fact that Really Scott would say yes to doing a TV. That's in and of itself is exciting. And of course, Foundation. You know, if we're keeping on the sci-fi trail, so Foundation is on Apple as well. Yeah. That is also like another big scale prestige drama mm-hmm. science fiction thing. You know, it's a uh, it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. So such a time when you have big directors now going to streaming sites because you know they. I mean, I guess they're not satisfied with the conventional way of distribution or you know yeah. making movies anymore because streaming sites are where the eyes are. So. You- uh, in the next few years, I mean, not next few. I mean, in the next one or two years, you'll definitely see more shifts. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the day. I'm waiting for the, for Spiel, the day. Spielberg, Spielberg, you know, Apple. you, 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 you have one of those like, uh, uh, uh you know, those uh, film camera enthusiasts. You know, all those like Spielbergs and the. Uh, Fincher and uh, well, no, I mean Fincher is more on the digital digital side. Fincher now. is very digital, yeah. yeah Soderbergh as well, yeah. yeah. Soderbergh, very um, Tarantino's and the Spielbergs and imagine Nolan, Nolan, yeah. Netflix, or Nolan with look, Apple, Spielberg, Tarantino, and Nolan. I'm just waiting for one of them to say yes to this platform, and it will open the floodgate for the others. You mm. only need one person to spearhead the entire. You know what? I'm just gonna move on to streaming, and then you have the rest stubbornly followed along. I'm pretty sure. 
Dino wouldn't say no to the prospect of like, oh, I'm just going to give you 10 episodes. Would you want to do 10 episodes of any of your content? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he would say that. I mean, he even hinted that at the, in the past. I, you know? I would imagine Tarantino to be the first one to, yeah. uh, to cross over. Yeah. Nolan would be a bit tough, but uh, it might be. Nolan loves his IMAX. So Nolan loves his probably sound just stick to and that visual. For now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, like big, Names moving on. Did you see that Hans Zimmer made that um um fifteen seconds sound for, for, for Netflix? Netflix? Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, those like real. Yeah. You already have Hans Zimmer saying yes to making big theme tunes for Netflix, which is like this big symphonic twist to the to the usual uh, uh Netflix intro. The the the, the uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the you know with the red logo and all that stuff. So he made like this big, epic-sounding 15-second uh, company that that would appear in cinema, apparently, like mm. for films under the Netflix banner. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. That would be interesting uh, that's to... That's great marketing, to yeah. listen, <laughs> to, to pull Hans Zimmer. You, can, you couldn't pull any bigger composer than Hans Zimmer. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it will... Suffice to say, the landscape will definitely be very, very different. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I think that's pretty much all the news yeah. that we have for this week. Yep. Um, yeah, a little bit slow, but of course, uh, whatever new uh, events yep. or um, you know going ons are happening, we definitely want to bring it to you first. Yeah. Um, and of course, the things that we are working on ourselves, you know, yep. when uh, when it's out or when it's in the works, you know, we'll definitely let you know more about it because yep, yep. um, we want to share our lives with with uh, our listeners you know we want to um not just be like you know apart socially distanced from them but you know basically you want to know yeah. who you guys are you yeah, know yeah, yeah. what makes you listen to us and all that so yeah, yeah. um do you have anything that you want to share um you're looking forward to or stuff like that looking forward to definitely looking forward to tenet tenet uh, is finally I, mean, I would just agree with you on that <laughs> right away tenet, tenet is finally having like a firm release date you know like both TGV and GSC finally had like a really solid release date which is 27th of August which is like next Thursday have you bought your tickets yet? no I did not yet I'm you are gonna miss I'm, out if you're not gonna oh, really? buy it I know I was scouring through the the, 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 oh, really? the, the show times and it's filled up you gotta make a move, man. Oh fuck! Okay. Everyone is. I see really? like access, access, access everywhere. I mean, on, that like, the with the SOPs seats. in places, the the, so, the, the spaces will. Yeah, be. the good seats are being taken up, so you, can, um, you, should act, you should act fast. Are you gonna watch IMAX though? I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I am watching it the way Nolan intended it. <laughs> I, so. I I've you know I've been to like one or two. IMAXs that I'm not really that impressed with yet, but uh, I mean I I I. Which, I, which I one have you seen? I've seen um, I've seen the one in uh, Sunway Velocity before. Um, uh, which movie? Uh, <laughs> wrong movie to watch in an IMAX. Uh, I watched Alien. Yeah, the the second Alien. Uh, uh Covenant. No. Covenant. Covenant. Covenant? Yeah, okay. I watched Covenant in IMAX. Yeah. Not really a correct movie, but you know it was a Showtime at that time. And then yeah, it's a it's a, it's a solid movie, but you know mm. because it wasn't shot for IMAX, but the the screen was quite. Okay la. but uh, yeah, I I would I suppose it would do much better for films that were shot on IMAX. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Is Tenet shot completely in IMAX? I mean, I'm pretty sure Nolan has gone to that I phase would now. assume so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I assume like all his movies are shot on IMAX. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a running joke of his career right yeah. now. Yeah. But yeah, it's a. I mean, I'm I'm certainly gonna watch as the at at the cinema. La. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 
I'm gonna make sure that I don't miss this out. Um, and I'm, I have a feeling you're gonna start your Nolan. Have you started your Nolan? Uh, I have started. I have started. I have started. I have started like a like journey like a, a month ago. I okay. think like slowly but surely working from following to Memento to his uh, Batman films and whatnot. I have one more. I haven't seen Dunkirk yet. I'm gonna watch that sometime this week and um and while simultaneously preparing my mind to be blown by what's gonna happen in Tenet. I, I'm I'm really I'm supremely excited I'm, for. I'm trying to keep my expectations low, exactly. you know, as always, trying not to hype myself up too much and you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let you know we'll let you guys know what we think about it definitely. Well yeah, well that well, that would definitely be a review. We will definitely dedicate one episode for to to just his uh his standard as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, very, very excited for that. All right. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, yep. We are going to end it here today. Yep. Um, if you haven't checked out our review on Ro, um, especially our talk with Amir as one, yep. do give us, uh, you know, do give us a listen. You know, it's, mm. it was a really good conversation. We really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, just check it out again. Um, and whatever past episodes that we have as well, you know, feel free to to browse through them. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I you know I can't believe we actually have a library of episodes now <laughs> <laughs> compared to when we started. You know, just like one or two. Yeah, uh, the time does do this weird thing mm-hmm. where you know we. I mean, I su- I remember we started our first episode like what right after the Oscars shortly after yeah, the Oscars and yeah. I'm gonna see the next you know the same thing whenever the next year's Oscar coming through and then we'll be like oh wait we're almost in now like a all kind of a like a one year anniversary kind of yeah, a thing but yeah, yeah, yeah it's a it's a milestone I, w- mm-hmm. I would say but yeah it's uh and it's all thanks to the listeners yeah for, you know, for staying with us and yep. yeah and we will try we'll, we want to do more collaborations with other people as well yeah um we'll try to come up with stuff you know and yeah. hopefully it'll be exciting uh we we are definitely excited about them as well yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah yeah um that's basically what we have uh today's <laughs> and uh hope you have Hope you're enjoying your day and your week. Hope you have a great week. Hope you have a, you know, great upcoming week. Um, yeah, let's uh, keep watching movies. You know, keep uh, digesting contents. There's no shortage of content everywhere. <laughs> yep. That's really... Never stop watching. Yeah, there's like way too much of stuff out there. But yeah, I mean, be safe out there, you know. Um, you know, we are still kind of like What's what's with the MCU kind of thing now? You know, it's not really. Well, it's gonna supposedly it's gonna end, soon, end on right? yeah. on Merdeka, the RMCU, yeah. and you know, We've hopefully it will be normal again. Yeah. Even though we'll amidst see. there's some like some cluster outbreak happening here and there. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. thanks for listening. And as always, my name is Garrick. And my name is Derek. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.